Welcome to Dubai Fashion News, the podcast where you can get to know everything about the fashion industry. Here we will interview fashion designers, influencers, models, photographers, shop owners, you name it. And what for? To learn their insights, their stories and the lessons they learn along the way. I'm your host, Araceli Gallego, recording from beautiful Dubai this podcast. Today's guest is Victoria Carolina, the mastermind behind the brand Victoria St. Piel. Victoria St. Piel is a Swedish brand of very high quality shoes that experienced a great exposure when the Crown Princess Victoria of Sweden wore one of its pieces to an official event. Victoria Carolina turned from classic ballerina to investment banker and later to designer and businesswoman. She's going to share with us her secret recipe and how she's working to extend her brand's reach in this region. By the way, this episode was a bit special as I got a request from one of the listeners to see how the podcast is recorded. So I did a Facebook Live at the same time I was recording it. This podcast is not recorded in a fancy studio or anything. It is recorded from my home in Dubai Marina. So you can even hear from time to time the Ferraris passing by, the tram, well... (laughs) Okay, let's get back to business and start today's cool interview with Victoria Carolina. Victoria St. Piel is a Swedish brand of very high quality shoes that experienced a great exposure when the Crown Princess Victoria of Sweden wore one of its pieces to an official event. Today we have in Dubai Fashion News the mastermind behind these beautiful shoes, Victoria Carolina. She turned from classic ballerina to designer and businesswoman. She's going to share with us her secret recipe on how she is working to extend the brand reach and exposure in the region. Hi, Victoria. Hello. (laughs) How are you? Very nice to be here. Tell us a little bit more about your shoes. What makes them so special? Uh, So um, the key thing about my shoes is that I am um, doing something quite different. Um, Swedish design is very well known um, in terms of both uh, what you know of of interior design and fashion, uh, but we do not know uh, until now. A actual Swedish shoe designer. It's true. Uh, which is you are the first. Which, which, is, which is in the luxury segment. Um, so what I've been doing is created my own uh, collection of high-end shoes, uh, which are handmade in Italy, 
um, and where I take my inspiration from my Nordic roots, so both from the animals of the Nordic region as well as the, 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 the nature, and I create very unique pieces, uh, where I am also known for a blue soul. Uh-huh. Yeah. I have questions about that too. Um, I want to know about the inspiration behind your shoes. What? There is a lot of Nordic mythology, true, and symbolism too. Like, you have the wolf mm-hmm. and the lynx, which is this one. Mm-hmm. Um, what is the connection with the wolf, the lynx, and your clients? Yeah. So, um, I do not approach shoes per se from perspective of following the latest trends, because I think... Um, trends and shoes is something that should be multi-seasonal especially Mm -hmm. when you when you do work with high quality shoes it's a product that should last over time Mm -hmm. so I think it's important that those pieces you then invest in have a very unique story to them Um, and that's how I approach my shoes Um, what I what I do is I basically look at Nordic animals in nature and I try to find elements of them that I can actually link to to, to women uh, and to what it's like to be a woman in today's society. So when I created my first piece, which was the wolf pump, which this is one, the one right? that, yep, which is the one that the, the crown princess wore. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I did that actually after having traveled traveled in Africa, where you begin to realize that in fashion, all the big brands, well, both top, top uh, luxury to, uh, to, to mass, all feature leopards and, 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 yes. and zebras um, on, in their materials, which is beautiful because the leopard is my absolute favorite animal. But I realized that no one talks about our animals. And that's how mm-hmm. I started to think about the wolf pump. And I started to think about what is a what is a wolf? A wolf, when you speak about a female wolf, is often an alpha female. Mm-hmm. Um, and I use that as a symbol, the symbol basically for a, a strong woman who is leading. And that's why it meant very, where I say that with my wolf pump, that if you wear this shoe, you are the leader of the pack. Mm-hmm. And the women then who wear the shoe, so the first one was the Crown Prince of Sweden. She is. Yes, she's the leader of the she pack. She is the leader of the pack. Um, <laughs> but it's also worn by, by fashion editors and by female CEOs. And I have one, one woman who is a very famous CEO in Sweden. She, she, wore, she wears wolf pump and she says to me, Victoria, I will wear my wolf pump on Monday because I have a board meeting and I need to be, and I am the leader of the pack. Uh, with the Lynx collection, um, yes. that one has a little bit of a different approach to it. So instead of per se um, trying to angle it in perspective of an animal, I've looked at um, the nature that a lynx lives in. Um, a lynx is a very mysterious animal. And where I did, I, the, the lynx often has a mytholo- mythological background because it was an animal that was very closely, it was the companion to the warrior goddess in Nordic mythology, which was Freya. Freya, okay. And um, the, um, she is, yeah, I would say she's, she is a power woman um, and, and a warrior. She's the thorn in female. Yes. <laughs> Kick-ass woman. <laughs> <laughs> but in the, the, the nature that the lynx lives in is a very rocky um, in environment. Um, so I use basically elements of, of um, stone, which is what you see on the, yeah, here, yeah. On the heel. That's the difference. So right? that's, it's stone crystals that I mount on leather uh, and it gives very much of a unique feel, which yeah. is what I've, what is very important with my brand. Um, and the Lynx as well lives in, in the Northern Lights. So part of other pieces in the collection have a, they do an interpretation of the Northern Lights effect. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's very much about being a, 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 a more of a woman in mystery because this, this shoe is very unique. Um, 
and uh, and yeah, that is to capture the mystery of a woman. It is very classical too. It's like a classical. It's something you can wear and and will go with everything. It it goes with everything because it's not meant to be. In one way, I I approach it. It's timeless. <laughs> and when you wear these shoes, yeah, these are special shoes, but but they are comfortable. This is the thing because most of the times we we if you go with the trends. Mm-hmm. They end up in your closet. You don't mm. use them once they're finished. Uh, we always need this kind of shoes that go with everything: with jeans, with with long dresses, with short dresses, with everything. This kind of, uh, you know, like the core type. It goes well with everything. Yep. You, yep. Can use, the, you will you will use them until they're finished. The shoe, not because the trend is finished. No, nope. uh, that's something Definitely. I really I really like. And then we have also another collection, which is the Raukar yes, with the two colors: the green, very, very good, the green and the blue. Yes. In the same shoe. This is patent leather, right? Yes. And then What was the inspiration of this one? So this one as well has gone from the perspective of nature. Um, mm-hmm. We have in Sweden an island called Gotland. And on this island, um, there is a, these limestone formations, which you can see um, against the coast. And they're very, very unique limestone formations that basically just stick out of the water. And what I did was I found this, I take the symbolism of that and I, I, I try to apply it to a woman. And I say that a woman should stand tall in the same way as these limestone formations do, because that's it. If you are a strong woman and, and you, you need to stand tall in yourself, you need to be confident in yourself mm-hmm. uh, and you need to stand, stand confident uh, in the beliefs that you have and, and not be afraid of expressing them. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. these are attributes as well where uh, that are linked to the type of woman that wears my shoes. And my shoes, as I say, are, are for women who are um, real women, who, who work, who are on the run, who are in situations where you need to have good shoes mm-hmm. on the one hand to support the type of role you're in or, um, or what challenges you might face, but you also have to be able to, to wear them and, and walk with them. Yeah. Um, I myself, am, am, I'm, I'm a businesswoman and a designer. And I know that if I'm constantly running around um, in meetings and it's very stressful, and I need to be able to have good shoes that take me along that and mm-hmm. that I'm able in certain situations when it requires it, that, that I st- I'm confident and I stand clear in what I want um, to get out of something. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, so this, this oh. is it. It's a brand for real women. Why did you decide to start shoes? Why, why, shoe, why a shoe company? Because why? it's like the most difficult item when it comes to production designing. How, why? Yeah, why? <laughs> I think it was, I mean, or a lot of think, I know, uh, it's something that I was always meant to do. Um, okay. I used to be a, a classical ballet dancer. Mm-hmm, I used mm-hmm. to train with the Norwegian National Ballet. Um, And through that, um, it was not that I have a fetish for feet, but they really taught you how, I mean, everything with ballet is about the perfect line of a leg. Mm -hmm. It's about what is the perfect line from really from from your thigh down to your foot, to your arch, to create this very elegant line that you see on stage. Mm -hmm. And this is a type of expertise and knowledge and built in feeling in you that I have an expertise in that I wanted to translate into shoes. Because while there are many good shoes out there and many shoe brands, which the ability to actually create um, comfortable shoes with an expertise of knowing what it feels like to be in a toe shoe for eight hours, knowing what that hurts like, yeah. is really what I want to transfer in. Because because I think many shoes out there are not meant for comfort. Yeah, they're, meant, they're meant to look good and they do look good. But having the ability to actually create that beautiful line for a leg 
and applied to comfort is, is really what has driven me to do it. Um, and I want to be able to create change in that way. Um, mm-hmm. I think also given that I'm Swedish, and like I mentioned earlier, we don't have any Swedish shoe designers. I'm, I'm the first one, I'm, and I want to do it. I want to position Swedish Sweden internationally in terms of high-end shoe design. Great, but why shoes still? Because like, yeah, it's the line and everything, but uh, yeah. I, it's something I feel. I it's love something, shoes. It's just, it just is your, it yeah, is your it's passion. My, it's my passion. I, I, I'm... I cannot explain this, but ever since it I was... It happens to me with the bags. Yeah. The bags are my passion. Yeah. I have a collection and I draw them and I design and, and all that. Also, it, I cannot explain no, why. You cannot it's just explain. like the you, connection. You, you get there. it. Yeah. And you feel it. Yeah. And, and I... That, that, and this is your this passion. This is my passion. I have very pretty passion. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, being a ballerina, that's that's how the aesthetics came, right? Mm-hmm. So that having the shape of the of the of the leg, um, you know, like making it, making you stand tall, mm-hmm. as what you're mm-hmm. saying, right? The aesthetics is also beautiful and classical. Mm-hmm. Are you planning maybe of playing more with it, adding stuff or something? Mm-hmm. Would you like it? I think the key thing with the brand is that I I, I approach it from like a more distinct um, or understated bling, mm-hmm. yeah. um, which I think is part of the DNA. Um, while yes, I will do more crazy things. Um, I still think I will never go total blingy because yeah. that would also be a little bit against the brand. Yeah. Uh, but one of the, the coming shoes that I'm doing uh, in my owl collection, which is this year's collection, I'm adding real feathers uh, to the shoe to, to add ah. more of um yeah, interesting. I would rather prefer to work with beautiful luxury materials mm-hmm. um, and, the, and handpick them very selectively than adding, you know, so much more beca- yeah. because that's not the brand DNA. I think it's, it's very clean, the design. It looks beautiful, really. It's beautiful. One thing I w- will not do, though, I will not add 12-centimeter heels because 12-centimeter <gasps> heels is, is knowing my ballet background, not good for you. Yeah, so it's eight, very bad for It's very bag. bad for you. Ladies so. out there, if you are users, use them as little as you can. Yes. Right? But there are other brands who cater to 12 I centimeters, and yeah. but I will not, I will not do it. At least yeah. I say that now. Um, from the ballerina to the designer and the businesswoman, how did your life change? Hmm? How did I, your life change? It's been a, a step-by-step process for the last, mm-hmm. um, I would say, uh, from 20 to, to 30 to make the transition. Okay. Uh, because going from from ballet, going into business studies. Uh, I've been working in a bank, so I'm. I'm I say I'm the ba- I'm the ballet dancer turned investment banker, <laughs> turned marketeer, turned uh, entrepreneur and shoe designer. And everything. <laughs> and everything. And I think that that's the journey. So while my shoes, on the one hand, is is the product, um, I also want you to be able to link to my brand from the person that I am, because having done that journey um, and having made those decisions, I think I, I can relate to many women, uh, be it. Yeah, you know what type of woman you are and what you want to strive for in your life. Mm-hmm. Wow! So you you've done a little bit of everything, and then you decide, yeah, I'm ready now. I'm gonna yes, start this. I've always known I was going to do this. It was a matter of um, the right time in your life and making sure that you have the best experience possible to make you succeed, so that you don't make any mistakes. Yeah. Any too big mistakes. I mean, there will always be mistakes, <laughs> and we learn from and them. And we learn so from it's them. Perfect. But 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 um, I I I have a very strong background to be able to to make this what I want it to be, and so it's timing. And uh, where do you produce? The shoes? So I produce my shoes in in Italy. 
And how do you um, control the production? From Sweden? You travel often to I travel, Italy? Yes, so I go about uh, two, three times a year, I mm -hmm. go down. But I work very closely with my factory. Um, my contact at my factory and why we click so well, which I also believe is one of the reasons why it's meant to be, she also used to dance ballet. Mm. So we have a mutual understanding, both from the technical aspects of, of shoemaking, which they do, and me with my vision that complements each other very, very strongly. So so we all it's work... super important yeah. to find this kind of people yeah. in your way. Eh? And, and, and life especially easier. for shoes, because it's such a technical product. And uh, I remember, I mean, I, I have great shoe inspirations. I have <laughs> Manolo Blahnik, I have Christian oh. Louboutin. And I remember I was in an uh, exhibition in London at um, the Royal Albert Hall, which mm -hmm. was, I don't remember exactly what it was called now. But they all say that your key it is so important that you have such a strong relation with your factory because that is where um, th they produce your vision. And it's, it's true. so true. It's very true. It's so true. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Otherwise, it's just an idea yeah. that they are not able to... To, to create an actual create, product from. Yeah. Mm. Um, I wanted to talk a little bit about identity. Hmm? I'm preparing a podcast with an amazing specialist in branding, especially for fashion brands. In your case, your shoes have a cobalt blue sole. Mm. You see, all of them are blue. Um, same as we can recognize a Louboutin when mm -hmm. we see it on the street because of the red soles. Now all our readers and viewers are going to be able to also recognize the Victoria's Impels because this is the color blue that mm -hmm. all the soles have. How do you? Do, how does this kind of things help you develop your brand uh, and get more sales? And do you feel it makes a difference to have this kind of unique mm. uh, visuals hmm? adapted to, uh, added to your brand? I think um, fashion, and specifically shoes, is very much about identity. Mm -hmm. um, and you pick your shoes based on, I mean, different design or brand and identity elements. Uh, for me, it was very important that I, I have key um, distinct brand factors with my shoes so you can distinguish them. Um, and, and for me, the blue sole is very important because on the one hand, it's a symbol of, of Sweden. Okay, yeah. So just mm -hmm. in the same, I mean, it's a core, it's one of the colors on our flag. And in the same way as you, you think, when you think IKEA, you think it's blue and yellow. Yeah, yeah. There is something, <laughs> I, even if I'm not aspiring <laughs> to be IKEA, I'm still aspiring to bring the color blue to something that's Swedish and the positive connotations that Sweden has in terms of design. But if you, that's one part of it. The other part is the symbol of the blue soul, which to me is what I say is that the woman who wears my shoes, uh, she walks a blue carpet of victory. Mm -hmm. um, and that's the type of empowerment that I want you to feel when you wear my shoes. So, so for me, it's important in terms of a quality stamp as well as the type of sentiment that I want my brand to have. And also blue is a very pretty color. So many people have blue as their favorite color. Yeah, so yeah. I think, you know, like if, uh, red uh, is just because of the connotation that we have for Louis Vuitton yeah. shoes. But um, blue is a, is a color that appeals to more people, yeah, yeah, I think, even yeah. than red. Mm. And it has a symbol. Blue is a color for confidence. Uh -huh. And that's part of my brand DNA. I like that. I like that. And the Swedish part also. Mm? <laughs> or reds in Spain would be like yellow and red. And red. <laughs> <laughs> Your motto is also very cool. Stand tall. Mm? You know, you're very tall indeed. Now we are sitting, but she's super tall. Um, how did the motto come around? Mm? This, how did the motto come around? Because my mom used to tell me all the time, stand tall, stand tall. <laughs> <But> <laughs> she would love you. <laughs> but it's, it's, it's very true. My, it's something my mother also used to say, because I think that as women, you yeah. you might not always feel um, that you take enough place um, or mm -hmm. that you that you're strong enough in the statements that you make. 
And I think that's very important. I mean, standing tall, yes, you can be tall in terms of actual physical height. And with my shoes, of course, I can add eight point, <laughs> I can add 8.5 centimeters. But for me, it's, it's really about the, 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 the type of feeling that you should have when you wear it. Because I think as women, we, we are not good enough at standing tall. Yeah, and even true. if you do not feel confident in yourself, just by standing tall will help you to, to be more successful or however it is in, in, in what you want to accomplish. So yeah. it's about believing in yourself. It's true. It's true. And it's I true. think good just shoes... Just the posture actually, it reflects something of you and it makes you project that energy yep. and that that comes back yeah eventually. and that comes so back even and if you're not feeling great try to stand tall and you know be, because that will come back yep. eventually. yeah it will and it will f you will feed off it and even you can turn a situation that you might start start off on a point of being less confident but if you're perceived you take that energy and you will by default move yourself ahead to be more how did you manage to get your shoes in the royal feet of the crown princess mm? Victoria of Sweden. Mm. How do you manage? <laughs> but that was uh, quite a unique story because I, again, I think that there's a lot of, there's a lot of depth to what I have created so far. And I was very, I've always aspired to have my shoes on the crown princess of Sweden. Mm. She is an incredible woman. I mean, yeah. she's, she, she's smart, she's beautiful. She, she's charismatic. She, she holds a great deal of responsibility and she's a great role model. Uh, in Sweden. So when I thought about my sh my shoes in the beginning, I said to myself, the first woman who will wear my shoes will be the crown princess. And uh, I was quite fortunate that her stylist saw my shoes in our in my showroom, and uh, and asked that you know the wolf pump is a very distinct shoe. Uh, could we could we order one for the crown princess? And so we we ordered one for her, uh, but nothing happened actually for three months. Um, they were in the storage. <laughs> yeah, they were. Waiting I mean, for I, the right moment. They were. Yeah, I, I well, she got them, but I mean, I didn't know anything. And mm -hmm. it so happened that the same day that I launched my my website, this one of the biggest uh, sweet, uh, Swedish newspapers published an article about uh, what the crown princess wore when we had the Tunisian presidential mm -hmm. couple visiting Stockholm. And the article was angled in a sense of these are the crown princess's new shoes and who is the designer. And that was wonderful. That was that was the launch of my brand. That was the launch of my brand. So I'm I'm very 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 happy and proud of that. And I I will wish I will continue. Uh, so in reality, you didn't get in touch with the with the stylist. The stylist came to you yes, in a way, right? Yes, which which was fantastic. Because um, how did how did this appearance in the royal feed <laughs> help your brand did you got more sales more visibility the magazines were actually going after you what was what was after yeah the appearance? I, th I think the key the key aspect has been the visibility as well as the credibility of my brand i mean to have such such a fantastic start to, to my story adds as well to what i want my brand to be like so mm -hmm. definitely in terms of visibility and the credibility of my brand it's it's been really really important but it's nothing that you know that you can take for granted or you know anything that you can you can quickly it if it this was unique and it happened and um i'm super proud that it happened mm -hmm. and i'm super grateful it happened but it's not something that you can you know and um, for example if you uh, for designers that are in the same situation that they are starting and that here also we have a lot of royal families how do you think they can actually approach the royal stylist uh, there is a, I don't know, how, do you, how do you get closer to them? How you get to send their... Yeah, I, I mean... In, it's if, you, if we would want to replicate the situation <laughs> in the future for future collections, yeah. I mean, they need to see this one. 
Yeah. <laughs> they do need to see this one. The presence of the shoe here in person is amazing. Thank you. Honestly, it's amazing. They need Thank to you. see it. They need. That's why. How do? You, how can you maybe put it in front of them? I think it's about. Of course, it's about the contact. Um, and yeah, finding the right person that can basically help you to to get to this person. Hmm. I mean, um, it's it's very much driven, I believe, by context and by luck. And having a pr uh, something that makes it interesting for them to wear. Mm -hmm. uh, because it has to be a very much of a unique piece that they yeah. can relate to. But, something but, that fits with their style. Yeah. Uh, but I would say contact and luck. <laughs> and work also. And you work. always have to add work. You may have to go to events. Or you may have to do a little bit of LinkedIn the stalking or something. But also most probably you will need to. Yeah. It's until it happens. Not only the royal feet, uh, your shoes were also in uh, in the Oscars, mm -hmm. in the red carpet mm -hmm. with Eva von Farr, mm -hmm. an Oscar nominee from Sweden. And uh, and also you've done catwalks. Mm -hmm. you've, been, you've been the shoes of the catwalk of Laura Mancini. Mm -hmm. All these kind of opportunities, like with the red carpet and with other designers, how do you organize yourself to, mm -hmm. to get them? How do you organize yourself to... To be part of them. I think it's important to be selective about how you do it, um, and you have to think about you know what what will what will benefit or how can my brand fit in and what would be good for my brand to do, um, and about, about being visible and being there. And I think about being open-minded because these are opportunities that you know have not come. You know, it's not like they've come to me. I mm -hmm. mean, it's 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 being at a right place at a right time and being open-minded to, to these opportunities when they take place and, and, and basically grabbing them. Grab them. Um, I th it's, it's um, yeah, being able to judge very quickly in relation to, okay, is this something that my brand would fit to do or not do? If it doesn't fit to do it, then don't do it, especially not when you're a young brand because yeah. you're building up your story and you need to be very selective in how you do it. Um, and that's something I'm very careful about. But if there's an opportunity that will allow you to be in a forum that will advance you and where you know that I can also, you know, be at a win-win situation, then you, you have to go for it and do go. Yeah. 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 Be selective is a, is a good, good advice, definitely, because uh, not being everywhere, being everywhere may mean that you're not in the right place. Yes. Yeah. You, you it depends on what your brand is about. It depends what your message is about. Maybe your message is actually being everywhere. Some designers yeah. dream like, oh, I want, I want to go in the street and see everybody dressing my 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 stuff. Then yeah, then, then be you everywhere. Go for that. Yes. Yeah, but if 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 like in the case of of your shoes that are. Um, they cost more or less average, like 500 euros mm -hmm. more or less. So it's something that is exquisite, is is expensive, is 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 delicate, is 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 different. Mm -hmm. You're in a different mm -hmm. sector, yeah, in a different luxury. Basically, mm -hmm. we're talking luxury here. Arab women are very elegant, and your shoes then are a mix of beauty and comfort mm -hmm. in heels. Mm -hmm. But now also you are doing loafers. Mm -hmm. Why loafers? Loafers are um, an important, uh, I would say, accessory for in a woman's mm -hmm. wardrobe um, because a loafer is more than a sneaker. Um, it's and more it's, dressy. It's more dressy. Um, it's also a different type of shoe to ballerina. I mean, I love ballerinas. Mm -hmm. um, I'm finally creating a ballerina, but believe it or not, it was not the first flat that I created because it's coming now. Uh, but I wanted to create a loafer because it, it has an elegant 
comfort to it. And I think that's very important. I think you should be able to have the possibility to choose if you want to be in a heel or yeah. in a loafer. But a loafer still adds this beautiful element of, of sophistication. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, that's where it, it started from. I saw on the website that you have, for example, same as the wolf pump, like the print. You have it also in the loafers yep. and you have also in blue, black. I yep. Think? Yep. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And there's more there's more coming as well. Mm -hmm. and, and there is the ballerina is also coming now this year. So And, and, it's also, one I'm and also boots, I think you said. Yes, right? I have boots, but actually the recreating the boots for this year because there's still some more work to do with them. And those are very beautiful boots. But I also think I have to think about boots in relation to what market that I'm targeting because those high heel boots, for example, don't work in Scandinavia. Yeah, um, because of the weather. Because of the weather. Yeah. So I'm also I'm adding different types of boots based on what market I'm, I'm targeting. Yeah, yeah. You are, we met at the Arab Fashion Week, so you're definitely trying to enter GCC market. Mm -hmm. What strategy do you see it works in this region? Is it very different than in Europe, back home? Mm, yeah, it's, it's, it's very different. Um, and I think the fact that it is so different is what drives me uh, <laughs> to do it, because I like, I like, a, I, I like a, a challenge. challenge. <laughs> um, and to be in such a unique unique place that this is with so much possibility um, I find very very exciting and, and I'm, I will do everything I can to succeed here mm -hmm. uh, but yeah it is very different and and of, t of course to enter a new market like this you need to do some tailoring mm -hmm. uh, which is what I'm working on as well uh, but I, I think that the story of the brand knowing as well the market here is something they find and interesting. And the quality, because Arab women are very discerning. Yeah. 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 I think once they see the quality of your shoes, they will like it. Yeah. Even more than the story, the story is beautiful too, but when you're on, when you're walking on the mall maybe and you see a, a well-built shoe that looks good and stuff, that's, hmm? that's very attractive. What are the difference between Europe and here maybe, when it comes to actually getting into shops or getting, I don't know, having more visibility maybe with magazines what mm. are the main differences mm. that you see so far because you just started so i have just started um i think in terms of the 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 visibility um and in terms of the shops i mean the the, the, sh the whole structure is fundamentally different um so just just to be able to see how um you know brick and mortar distribution works or sales works here versus in europe is quite a big difference uh, between the markets. Um, also, I think in terms of what pieces that you pick, because if I compare my shoes to Sweden, this shoe, which is my, I absolutely love it, uh, mm -hmm. which you so yeah, nicely said, but, but this, this shoe, I need to see. But this shoe is, is too exotic for, for example, the Swedish market. Oh. It's too colorful. Uh, for a woman to wear a woman she will eventually wear it but it still takes a lot of time to to build in so already like a blue sole for a swedish woman it is quite colorful uh, so these are for example challenges that are fundamentally different versus here in 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 this region where yeah. I, I i wouldn't necessarily i haven't even mm -hmm. showcased my black pump here because i just think this is not how i want to enter the market i want to enter the market with these more unique and signature pieces yeah yeah, so that, that, that's a fundamental dif difference. Here we're not scared of colors. No. No, we're not. And, uh, and uh, for example, the locals pay a lot of attention to the details, especially when it comes out of the abaya, like the bags, mm. the jewelry, the shoes. Mm. That is actually something that they can go all the way. Mm. They're not, they have an amazing style, mm. so they will make sure that everything combines, but they will they will be very avant-garde, mm. mm. actually, yeah. I think that back home, they think that they're traditional. They are so 
fashion forward mm. here. Mm. So fashion forward. I love it. I love it too. <laughs> That's why I'm here. <laughs> and what are your plans for the future then? Would you want to see, what would you want to see Victoria St. Pierre in five years, for example? Well, um, in five years, of course, I want everyone to be able to associate uh, the Blue Soul with Victoria St. Pio. I mean, to be able to have then built in such a brand identity in my product is something that I, I strive for and I believe I will advance on in five years. In terms of where I am in five years, I mean, I, I see myself this year focusing further, continue to focus on the female range. Mm -hmm. But as of next year, I will start to venture into male shoes. Mm. Um, and of, with time as well into, into accessories. Um, Bags. Yeah. Leather goods or other kind of accessories? Also jewelry. Mm -hmm. I see some, I potentially, I, I, I love jewelry. I, I believe in, in how you hand pick your accessories together. I also have a cosmetics background. Um, next, so the marketeer part came from the fact that I've been part of launching an online marketing platform for oh, cosmetics oh. in the Nordics, which I run in parallel. And I, I think that that's something I would like to venture into. This woman is amazing. So she's <laughs> done it all, everything, just done. <laughs> but um, but that's that's in the future. I mean, look at what Louboutin did. Louboutin mm -hmm. also ventured into cosmetics. Yeah. And for me, it's natural. I would never do something that isn't natural to the background that I have, where I cannot apply the expertise of what I have. Yeah. So, but you, it's a step-by-step -step, uh, process. But of course, my ambition is to be international, because that is the way that I can promote Sweden. Yeah, and your products. And my products. And uh, it's important that you know, like the when you're starting, like you're having the visibility in order to achieve it. So go for it. Go. Uh, it's gonna. The products are amazing. The shoes I have them here. She brought them for me to see. I saw them before. Uh, this is kind of like the new collection, and it's totally amazing. And I will post some pictures of them as I have them here with me, so that you guys, when you when you uh, hear the podcast edited, because this is what you're seeing is just a trial. We're seeing if Facebook um, Live also works. Uh, because uh, you guys were asking me also, how is the podcast done? Well, you, this is how it's done. <laughs> it's not a fancy studio or anything. Normally it's in my place. And uh, we have some coffee before and cookies and stuff. And then we just start recording. And that's, that's how it goes. Very easy, relaxed. What we want is basically for you guys to get to know what Victoria is doing, how she managed, for example, to be in, in such a great exposure with the royal families. And there's some ideas over there for you to try and, uh, and uh, definitely go for it. If you have the chance, if you are well connected, if you know somebody, and if you are a buyer and you want to try these ones, you should. <laughs> okay, well, we're going to start wrapping up the podcast. That was the last question. Victoria, thank you so much for coming. Thank you. Really, it's amazing. I learned so much. <laughs> and well, we keep in touch. You take care. Thank you. Bye. Thank you, everyone. Bye-bye. <laughs> Well, this was today's podcast. I want to thank you for listening to Dubai Fashion News. No matter if you are in Dubai or not, we are here to share fashion stories that will open your eyes about this industry. I hope you liked the interview and I want to thank you for subscribing to the podcast and for rating Dubai Fashion News with five stars on iTunes. This is super important for the podcast to run well and get more visibility. Thanks to you guys, our objective to bring the fashion world closer to everyone and share and learn insights from the fashion experts is possible. This podcast is done with a lot of love. Every 15 days, you will have a new interview in your feed. And, um, and I feel I'm getting bit by bit a little better at it. <laughs> to be honest, there is a lot of work behind creating a podcast, but I'm loving every minute of the process. 
I'm learning by doing and I wanted to share something with you. This last week I met two other podcasters from UAE. Yeah! <laughs> so very soon we are going to be doing a little party to show you how a podcast is actually done. Stay tuned if you want to come and experience how a podcast is recorded live. By the way, did you like the Facebook Live I did? If you want to, we can start sharing the interviews like that too. Um, like in the streaming. Mm, yeah, why not? <laughs> that way you can get to ask questions directly to an interviewees. Um, you know, well, some interviews though, it might be done through Skype. So those ones we won't Facebook Live them because it would be just me like talking. <laughs> okay, let me wrap up. If you have questions, a topic, if you want us to bring up a specific fashion expert or if you want to come and be here with us, please send us an email to hello at dubaifashionnews.com and see you in the next podcast. <laughs>